Good morning, Orlando. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Friday. Welcome to December. And here at 6 o'clock, our first check on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning the suspect in the Steinle trial found not guilty, and a prosecutor plans to seek the death penalty and the Seminole Heights killings. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And the outrageous verdict in Kate Steinle's trial has the Budman asking questions like Where is justice? And where is the wall? Let's talk about this next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Friday morning. It's 6.02 on News Radio 1025. There's a stunning verdict in a murder trial that has fueled the debate over illegal immigration in America. A jury yesterday found illegal immigrant Jose Garcia Zarate not guilty of murder and the death of Kate Steinle in San Francisco. Steinle's death in 2015 has been used by President Trump and others to argue against sanctuary cities. Zarate's defense team had argued that Zarate had found a gun that misfired when he picked it up and the bullet struck and killed Steinle. The jury had deliberated for six days before delivering its verdict. Zarate was found not guilt, uh, was found guilty rather of felony possession of a weapon. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. But he completely beat the murder rap. I shouldn't have been surprised in liberal San Francisco, but I am outraged and we'll be taking calls on this right after the news, Deb. All right. President Trump is slamming the not guilty verdict in the trial of the illegal immigrant accused of murdering a San Francisco woman. On Twitter, Trump called the decision, quote, disgraceful. With Zarate being found innocent, Trump said it's no wonder people are angry about illegal immigration. Closer to home, prosecutors are considering the death penalty for the suspect they call one of the worst of the worst. That's how State Attorney Andrew Warren yesterday described Seminole Heights suspect Howell Donaldson III. Donaldson is accused of killing four people over the last couple of months, and Warren says he will seek the death penalty if the case meets the legal requirements and the victim's families want it. A judge yesterday ordered Donaldson to be held without bail until his next court appearance Tuesday. Meanwhile, a McDonald's manager is being praised as a hero. Relatives of Seminole Heights murder victim Monica Hoffa yesterday met the woman who gave police the key tip that may have solved the case. Tampa police credit Delonda Walker for contacting them when an employee gave her a gun to hold for him. Hoffa's father tells ABC Action News they consider Walker part of their family now. And there's also a big push in the Bay Area to make sure that uh, Delonda is able to get the entire $110,000 reward money instead of the fraction of the amount she was given. She was given uh, a check for Mm $9,000 from a restaurant magnet over in Tampa. But there's a big push uh, from Seminole Heights victims' families saying, listen, if she hadn't made that call uh, to the police officer who was actually sitting in that McDonald's, this case could still be going on and he could be out there killing even more people. Absolutely right. It's a remarkable story, and it's great to see the outpouring on her behalf in the Tampa Bay area. Yeah, exactly. She deserves that. Debate resumes today on the GOP tax tax bill in the Senate. Republicans are scrambling to get the votes needed for it to pass. Senate GOP leaders are making last-minute changes to the bill in an effort to convince the party's deficit hawks to support the measure. The bill got a major boost when Arizona Republican John McCain said he will support the measure. Of course, all Democrats are expected to vote no. Today is World AIDS Day, and there are calls for researchers and healthcare providers to pay more attention to men and boys. A new report by the UN program on HIV/AIDS says men made up nearly 60 percent 
of the global 1 million AIDS deaths last year. The report says in the world's hardest hit region, sub-Saharan Africa, men account for only a little more than 40 percent of people infected with the AIDS virus. AIDS specialists who support the UN report say targeting men is essential to eventually ending the AIDS epidemic. And finally, singer and actor Jim Neighbors is dead. The 87-year-old Neighbors died early yesterday morning in Honolulu. Neighbors played cheerful, a cheerful Gomer Pyle on The Andy Griffith Show and then starred in his own TV series, Gomer Pyle, in the 1960s. He was also an accomplished singer with 28 albums, five gold and one platinum album to his credit. Neighbors was an Alabama native who lived in Hawaii for many years with his husband, Stan Caldwaller. And we're going to pay special tribute to Gomer Pyle with that great baritone voice on our sound judgment game, one of his great Christmas songs. And that's coming up later in this hour with, as always, a great prize up for our winner. And a uh, breaking local story that we will uh, follow for you. A man has been shot at a bus stop on Colonial Drive. We'll have more details on that coming up at 6.30. Right now, WFLA News Time. It's 6.06, and you can read about both. How you can join Mike Yaffe for the new Hope for Kids holiday bicycle ride next Saturday, December 9th. But before that, you can join me tonight at the 25th annual Christmas Walk in Mount Dora. Get all the details at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. And alongside the Deb Meister, the Budman here on a Friday, and Yaffe at the controls, and Stephanie is screening your calls. And if you want to get in early, if you're aware of the miscarriage of justice out in San Francisco with the verdict in the Kate Steinle case, get in early. I want to hear your take on it. I promise you're mine here in a moment. 407-916-5400 and our text line 23680. Off the top, reaction to the Kate Steinle verdict. Now, later in the hour, a special live report with one of our top 24-7 News Radio 1025 national correspondents. Sharon Reed will be with us on the John Conyers situation, on the fact that Rex Tillerson may be on his way out as Secretary of State, and the status of the Senate debate on the tax reform and tax cut bill. Live report on that next half hour. Busy morning, and we are glad you're with us. Good Friday morning. We'll dive right in right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Everything that is wrong with our immigration system, everything that is wrong with our sanctuary cities, everything that is wrong with the politics of uber-liberal San Francisco is embodied in the verdict in the Kate Steinle case. Not guilty of murder one, not guilty of murder two, not guilty even of involuntary manslaughter. Not guilty of assault with a semi-automatic weapon. Guilty only of illegal possession of a weapon. That's what you get when you've got a jury in a liberal city like San Francisco, a sanctuary city like San Francisco. 
It is a complete outrage if you're not connected to this story. The basics are this. So I believe the 1st of July, 2015, two weeks after President Trump, then-candidate Trump, had jumped into the race. And he used this as a signature issue. Kate Steinle is walking along a pier in San Francisco with her dad. Popular tourist area. Suddenly, she screams out in pain. She's taken a bullet in the back. She cries out to her dad, Dad, help me. And as I recall, she dies in his arms. The bullet came from the gun of an illegal alien by the name of Jose Garcia Zarate, who had been deported five times and was looking at his sixth deportation, had come across the open border back into our country, breaking the law repeatedly. He was a multiple felon. Now, he had apparently found the gun in a pile of clothes along the pier, picked it up, was looking at it, and it went off. That's That's pretty much what the defense was able to sell that jury. And it ricocheted off the surface of the pier into Kate Steinle's back. This guy never should have been in this country. If we had a wall, if we had an an immigration system that worked, if we had no sanctuary cities like San Francisco, and frankly, like I believe ours to be here in Orlando, you would have someone like Kate Steinle alive today. She never would have been cut down on the prime of life at age 32. It's incredible. The president said it's a disgraceful verdict, and he's absolutely right. He says it's no wonder people are angry about illegal immigration. He's tweeted further, the Kate Steinle killer came back and back over the weekly protected Obama border, always committing crimes and being violent, and yet this info was not used in court. His exoneration is a complete travesty of justice. Build the wall. Amen. There is no justice. We need the wall for this and so many other reasons. And yes, the jurors were instructed they were not to consider anything about this man's criminal past and his status as an illegal alien. Not to consider any of it. Where is the justice? Where is the wall? And does this not scream for a full-blown crackdown on an end to sanctuary cities that harbor illegal aliens in this country? Where are you on the Kate Steinle verdict and my commentary on it? Give me a call, 407-916-5400. Get on the text line, 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. We'll get Yaffe's take on this as well in just a moment, but I really want to hear from you. Bill, you're first on the 50,000-watt front porch. I'll be talking to you from Merritt Island in a moment. But I, there, anybody who loves this country, Anybody who is outraged by the sanctuary city movement, by the lack of control of our border, and by a complete lack of justice in a case like this, I know know it's sitting there in the pit of your stomach. I want to know what you think this morning. Or is there anybody out there who thinks the jury got it right? I I do welcome counter views on this show. A lot of talk show hosts do not. If you want to make that case, give it your best shot. 
Right now, I want you to download the absolutely free and phenomenal, completely redesigned and amazing iHeartRadio app to customize your listening experience to our station, WFLA, to our show, or any one of the other 800-plus iHeartRadio stations, music and talk formats of every kind all across this country. You can get what you want exactly the way you want it, when you want it. There's no other... There's no other way to do it other than to download and enjoy the free iHeartRadio app on the Kate Steinle story. You're next. We'll have all of this in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes as well here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. We do thread the Christmas music through every one of our shows. Occasionally, like right now, it's a little bit jarring in its contrast to the topics we are discussing. Um, We continue on the Kate Steinle story with the verdict here. I mean, not guilty of murder one or two, not guilty of involuntary manslaughter, and that ricocheting bullet on the gun absolutely screams guilty on involuntary manslaughter. I mean, any legal expert will tell you that. Um, not guilty of assault with a semi-automatic weapon, guilty only of illegal possession of a weapon. He will ultimately be deported. But what's to keep him from coming back in again? And I think the president's point is well taken, reinforced what I said, that the jury was, was instructed not to consider anything that had to do with his criminal record or his five-time re-entries into this country as an illegal alien. Yaffe, this broke during your primetime show Beyond Reason between 7 and 9 last night on WFLA. What's your take on all of this this morning? Yeah, I have to admit, I'm I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know, but I really don't understand why um, his criminal past couldn't be considered. Is that is that a normal thing in a trial like this? I would think that would be a part of the case. Yeah. The other thing I didn't understand Should is be. the same thing you didn't understand is how not even involuntary manslaughter. You know, I heard someone on Fox last night point out that you can get kill you can get involuntary manslaughter for hitting someone with a car accidentally. Absolutely right. But you won't get it in this case? No. They I mean I don't they, understand they, they say it. they say that he was just sitting there and it was a pure accident. He had no intention uh, to kill her, didn't target her at all. Okay, and the and the and the uh, the defense attorneys out there in uber liberal San Francisco apparently did a really good job of selling this to the jury. You know, and you got a pool of jurors from liberal San Francisco, bleeding heart liberals. You know, who probably are all pro illegal immigration. And they love their sanctuary city. I mean, where is the justice here? Stephanie, weigh in on this, please. Oh, God, but I'm disgusted. I mean, he should have never been here from day one. And look at this. Here he is, you know, coming back and forth into the country. Yeah, and somebody wants to say, well, you know, he, somebody else might have done the same thing. Well, somebody else didn't do the same thing to Kate Steinle. He did. Yep. He did. Let's go to the callers. Bill in Merritt Island, thanks for your patience. Good morning to you, Bill. As a former California resident, I am not surprised they could do this. But I am shocked about the not even going for involuntary manslaughter. But this is why people are leaving California. I mean, if I was a resident of San Francisco with this verdict, you know, I might think about living somewhere else because it's pretty much open season you don't know what the jury instructions were from the judge. And uh, to answer Yappy's question, no, you can't consider their 
uh, criminal past. I was on a jury out there for six months on a triple homicide death penalty case. Did not find out until after the trial that the guy was a crip that had just gotten out of jail about two months earlier, and he killed three women. But this is the kind of stuff they do out there. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, they're asking the jury to consider this thing in a vacuum, but this guy didn't operate in a vacuum. And and I think that that, that would have informed the jury in a way that might have led to some justice in this case. Bill, great call. Thank you. God, I hope people don't start leaving San, uh, California and San Francisco, Yaffe, and coming here, God forbid, thinking like they do. Ugh. Ron, good morning. You're out in Claremont. Welcome in from Lake County. Bill, thanks for taking my call, bud. Uh, I agree with you, you know, and I can't understand how... Uh, the Steinle's family's attorney. I mean, where was he in all this? How could how could this guy's past not be in you know involved in this in this case? I think and it I, I think it is so profoundly relevant that past. And not only that, you know, I love President Trump. I I love the tweeting, but he he's got to do something starting today. You know, put down the phone, stop money going to the sanctuary cities, stop it today. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Let me go to the text line before we hit a news break with Deb. All right, Yaffe, what do you see? Yeah, there are a bunch of people, bud, that agree with you on this. One person says outrageous and disgusting, a complete travesty. Another person said the verdict is not right. Any of us talking here would be in prison for life for what he did. We're going to revisit this story later on in the show, big time. But in the next half hour, stay with me. We're going to have a live report from our News Radio 1025 National Correspondent Sharon Reed on a host of topics. Um, John Conyers calls even by Nancy Pelosi, would you believe now, for him to resign his seat in Congress? Where's that headed? Is Rex Tillerson on the ropes and headed out as Secretary of State? And what's the status of the debate on that Senate tax reform bill? They didn't go to a vote last night. What about today? You're going to find out the very latest live in a special report coming up here at about uh, about 15 minutes from now, right after the Bloomberg Business Report, which follows Deborah Roberts with our news update with more on the suspect in the Steinle trial found not guilty of the serious charges against him and Governor Rick Scott leading a trade mission to the Middle East. Good morning, Orlando. From the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. It's 629. Good morning, Orlando. On a Friday, delighted you're with us. We will revisit the um, verdict in the Kate Steinle trial um, later in the show. But, Deb, you have the uh, Justice Department's uh, take on this verdict. Yes, and it's a lot of anger where Attorney General Jeff Sessions says the not guilty verdict in the trial of an illegal immigrant charged with murdering a San Francisco woman shows sanctuary city policies, quote, put the public safety at risk, end quote. Sessions issued a statement yesterday after Jose Garcia Zarate was found not guilty of murder and the 2015 death of Kate Steinle. Zarate was convicted of being a felon in possession of a firearm. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. As promised, we had breaking news at 6 o'clock locally. Here are the details. Orlando police are investigating a shooting this morning that briefly shut down the west lanes of Colonial Drive. 
Police say a man was simply standing at a bus stop when he was shot multiple times in his legs shortly before 5 a.m. Thankfully, his injuries are not life-threatening, but the shooter is still on the run. The victim wasn't identified. You might see westbound traffic uh, was expected to be closed for about 20 minutes as police clear the scene. So they may still see some lingering delays around West Colonial, the westbound lanes. And, and, and what part of Colonial is that as it moves uh, through the Orlando area? Do we yet have the specifics on cross streets or, or, or where it is relative to I-4? No, not, not yeah. at this moment. Yeah. More info coming on that breaking news Deb brought us at the top of the hour. In other news, Florida Governor Rick Scott heads for the Holy Land. I'll be going to Israel um, this weekend. So I'll trade delegation with uh, 70 business, Florida businesses and, uh, and education leaders um, to try to get more jobs for Florida. This will be Scott's second trade mission to Israel. The first was in 2011, and he says that was an astonishing success. Scott says international trade between Florida and Israel adds up to almost $300 million per year. Local citrus growers are hoping for an early Christmas present from Washington. The CEO of Bartow's Florida Citrus Mutual Trade Group is in D.C. this week to push Congress for disaster relief assistance. Florida's Ag Department estimates Hurricane Irma cost the citrus industry more than $760 million. Florida Citrus Mutual CEO Mike Sparks tells The Ledger he's pulling out all the stops in what could be the last chance for help. And American Airlines is paying pilots extra to fly uh, fly planes in late December. The pilots union said over 15,000 American Airlines flights were without captains this holiday travel season. Now, after offering time and a half pay, American says only a few hundred flights remain without pilots. Reportedly, a computer glitch allowed pilots to take vacation days during the holidays, even when there was no one else to fly the plane. We'll keep you up to date on those last few Hundred flights. I want to know where they get those pilots. I don't want to find out they brought in some old crop duster, you know, or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I want to find out what computer they're working on because there's a lot of glitches going on in the travel industry. They can't afford 15,000 flights to be canceled during the busiest travel time of the year. They have all kinds of computer system problems yeah. in the airline industry. They really do. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You can get these stories and more at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report. Live from New York City in the Bloomberg Newsroom. And on the first day of December, great to have you with us. Good Friday morning, Gina. How are you? I'm well. Good Friday morning to you. I hope that all is well there in your little corner of the universe. It is. Um, and, and, and we want to get um, connected to what's going on in the stock market. I noticed when all of a sudden Senator John McCain indicated, yeah, I think I'm going to vote for that Republican Senate tax bill. Almost immediately, the Dow Jones Industrials rocketed upward. Let's talk about yesterday's session and give us the perspective as you see it on the stock futures you've been checking. Well, it's different this morning. I will tell you that the stock futures right now are indicating a lower Wall Street open after that Senate tax legislation ran into some roadblocks yesterday. And now investors are eyeing today's next vote related to the bill expected late this morning in Washington, D.C. We're hearing 11 a.m., so we'll all be watching that. Today we're also watching for monthly updates on manufacturing, construction spending, and auto sales. But yesterday we did have more new record highs as it looked like the tax 
overhaul bill was moving forward. We also had a rally in tech shares, which really slumped the day before. The Dow surged 332 points, or 1.4% yesterday. It closed above 24,000 for the very first time. The S&P rose about 22, or almost 1%, to 2648. And the Nasdaq was up 50 to 68.74. And Gina has some news for you. Uh, moviegoers, listen up. Big doings. UK's Cineworld Group is reportedly nearing a deal to buy the U.S. cinema operator Regal Entertainment for about $3.6 billion to tap into the world's biggest market. I guess that's the U.S. According to people familiar with the matter, Cineworld and Regal could reach a deal as early as Monday. A deal to reshape Regal, which is the second biggest cinema chain in the U.S., revives an unsuccessful attempt to sell the company back in 2014. We're all familiar with Tesla and the all-electric cars that they make, and they've got a Model 3 that's coming out here, and you can get an advanced look, I guess, at what your particular <laughs> Model 3 will look like, but for a price. What's going on here? Well, this is the so-called cheaper electric car that mm -hmm. Elon Musk has been working on. Uh, there's a lot of secrecy around this, I guess. Tesla has kept several hundred thousand would-be buyers waiting to get a glimpse of this vehicle. They put down $1,000 deposits, some as far back as 20 months ago. And now the chance to finally get up close to a Model 3 and get a glimpse of it can be had for another $15. The car maker has a locked-up red Model 3 at the L.A. Auto Show, which opens today. Mm -hmm. Tesla has historically shied away from auto shows, which are costly and typically run by associations of dealers. They're not fans of Tesla's direct sales model, but California is Tesla's home turf. So now these people, I guess, will spend $1,015 <laughs> so that they can see exactly what their car is going to look like. That's crazy. And Target... Here at the Christmas season, apparently not enough guys are shopping at Target. What's nope. the deal? Well, men apparently don't think of Target when it comes to clothes shopping, and the numbers seem to back this up. Women make up about 55% of the store's core customers, according to researcher Magid. That's a greater share than at rivals such as Walmart. Target is launching an all-out effort now to win men over. It's unveiled Goodfellow & Company, a line of stylish men's apparel. Last year, Target brought in shaving products from Harry's. It's added other high-end brands. It even built an in-store male grooming display area that's now in 40 locations with more to come. Well, we'll see how that plays for Target. Always a pleasure. Have a nice weekend, Gina. And uh, we'll look for you Monday morning here from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York. Thank you. You too. There you go. Gina Cervetti. We love her. She's great. And uh, we continue here in a moment. We're going to check in with Sharon Reed, one of our fine News Radio 1025 national correspondents on a host of hot topics. And uh, the, the situation with Conyers in the House of Representatives and the, and, and the woman who went public against him yesterday with some really lurid tales of what he did to her sexually. And we'll, uh, we'll hear from him in our 7 o'clock hour. Don't miss it. Or we'll hear from her, rather. Uh, we may have a new Secretary of State soon. And what about the vote that Gina alluded to on that Senate tax reform bill? Sharon reads all over it, and we're going to get you up to date on all of those stories in just a moment. We'll have that in Orlando's News Weather and Traffic in two minutes as well on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Frosty the Snowman was a jolly happy soul. Beyond the Kate Steinle verdict that I railed on in the first half hour, there is a lot of stuff going on nationally and keeping track of it all for us and bringing us the very latest now live from New York City is News Radio 1025 National Correspondent Sharon Reed. Always a pleasure to have you on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome aboard, Sharon. 
Good morning, bud. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing better than John Conyers, the senior member of the House of Representatives, the liberal Democrat from the state of Michigan, is hospitalized apparently for stress, and there are now calls we hadn't been hearing before for his resignation. What can you tell us about Conyers this morning? Well, you you mentioned new calls, Pelosi being one Democratic leader. Pelosi in the House is now saying that after listening to the allegations, she wants him to resign. Um, I think even perhaps more significant, South Carolina's Jim Clyburn um, is calling for him to step down. He's Clyburn is, you know, with Conyers, serves on the Congressional Black Caucus, and have they served together for years. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. And I I think um, between that and now the Michigan, at least three Democratic colleagues in his own Michigan delegation are calling on him to step down. It seems hard to envision that that he can continue to weather the storm. His attorney uh, spoke yesterday, Mm -hmm. still defiant, and said, uh, um, you know, at this time, still not stepping down. But um, as these um, those women who are making the allegations are going public, you know, one was on the Today Show yesterday. Yeah, we're going to hear from her in the seven o'clock mm-hmm. hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's 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 the pressure is definitely increasing. So um, right. we'll, we'll have to see. All right. You're on Conyers watch there. Nothing to report in terms of a resignation this morning. No. But it may be close to the end of the line for President Trump's secretary of state, Rex Tillerson. What do you have on that? Well, that's fascinating. And of course, the White House is stopping short of saying that all this reporting is true. Um, you know, had the, President Trump yesterday in a photo op kind of when asked was just saying he's here. Rex is here. Right. He doesn't say much. He had the House, uh, the press secretary saying that, um, you know, Tillerson is still working in his job, closing out what she called a successful year. But she added, you know, when the president loses confidence in someone, they'll no longer serve yeah. in that capacity. So that's well, I, I think Tillerson's ice got a little thin when he reportedly called the president a right. moron, moron, even though yeah. he's never really admitted to that. Um, uh, and, it, yeah. and, and the expected replacement, if Tillerson goes, is the current CIA director, right? That's right. Mike Pompeo um, reportedly would be the one that uh, uh, the, the, the White House would try to bring in. It would have to be Senate approved. Um, and, you know, he is seen as, as, as more hawkish, um, mm-hmm. more in line, I guess, with what the president is um, saying. And so we'll see if that happens. Um, and then Tom Cotton is being talked about um, as someone who would then come in as head of the CIA. So um, and supposedly John Kelly, the chief of staff, is overseeing the shakeup. Okay. But the State Department yesterday, the spokeswoman, Heather Nauert, said that Kelly had called and said the reports aren't true. So yeah. still a big mystery. Now, Tillerson's expected to go to Europe next week. He was at the White House yesterday. Right. So still on the job, as far as we can tell. I'm a little tight on time. If you'd uh, give, oh. us, give us a hand here in about 30 seconds on the status of the Senate tax reform and tax cut bill. All right. It didn't happen last night, as some had thought it would, even though McCain's on board. Um, The Senate gavels in at 10 a.m. this morning. Voting should be at 11. They're trying to figure out a way to appease the deficit hawks who are holding things up because they're concerned about all this reporting that the legislation doesn't generate enough revenue to offset a trillion dollar increase to the deficit. So stay tuned. Okay, fair enough. News Radio 1025 National Correspondent Sharon Reed on three of the big stories you need to know about this morning. Sharon, have a great weekend. Thanks for coming on. Take care. Take care. All right, good deal. You know about the passing of 87-year-old Jim Neighbors, Gomer Pyle, the man um, uh, so beloved on the the Andy Griffith show, Mayberry and all of that, and then beyond with his own show, um, Gomer Pyle from the Marine Corps. Great singer, too. We pay tribute to the late Jim Neighbors on our Sound Judgment game, and we're giving away college football bowl tickets and concert tickets 
uh, as well. It's a terrific twofer. That's our prize. And if you haven't won in 30 days, you are eligible, the company says, to play Sound Judgment. So give me a call, 407-916-5400. you got to call now to have a chance to play and win our prizes. Sound Judgment coming right up. First of December. Merry Christmas, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Our daily sound judgment right now. It's going to be kind of a merry early Christmas present. Two of them, actually, for our winner. Stephanie, what are we playing for this morning? So today, bud, we have an awesome pair of tickets to the AutoNation Cure Bowl at Camping World Stadium on December 16th. Multi-platinum recording artist Andy Grammer headlines a pregame tailgate and concert at Tinker Field. Concert admission is included with game ticket. Tinker Field opens at 11 a.m., Concerts at noon and kickoff is at 2.30. For more information, visit 1025wfla.com. Keyword cure, bringing teams together to find a cure for cancer. Absolutely right. And it's a valuable prize here and uh, an early Merry Christmas for our winner. We're ready to go. If you can't get in, uh, be patient. Wait for a wrong answer. We'll open up a line. Stephanie Will at 407-916-5400. Our sound judgment game this morning pays tribute to actor and singer Jim Neighbors, who has passed away, as Deb told you, at age 87. Behind Neighbors' crazy voice playing Gomer Pyle on TV was a great baritone singing voice I have long admired. Here now is Jim Neighbors singing Silent Night. Now, when the music stops, you take over in your best Jim Neighbors voice and sing the next line. Get all the words right. You'll be our winner. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Now, line two, give me your best Jim Neighbors impression and sing the familiar next line to Silent Night. No. Bailed right off the 50,000-watt front porch. You know this song. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Finish the, finish the line. Line three, you can do it. Go ahead, line three. Round John Virgin, mother and child. Not a great singing version of it, but let's verify it, Yaffe. I hate to say it, old Jim Neighbors may be rolling over in his grave this morning, God rest his soul, but all we asked you to do was to get the words, and we'll give you credit for that. You're our sound judgment winner. What do you think? It's awesome. And it's a great prize. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the concert, okay? All right. Thank you. How about your first name? John. Josh? John. John. Okay, good deal. Correct. Good deal. And where are you calling in from? What town? Lake Mary. Always great to have you with us here from beautiful Seminole County. John, don't go away. You're going to have a nice conversation off air with Stephanie. We'll make the connection on the prizes. You're our sound judgment winner. Merry Christmas to you, John. Merry Christmas. All right. There you go. And we have a winner. Oh, here's another opportunity for you to win here on uh, Good Morning Orlando. 
The amazing Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Miracle on 34th Street Christmas in New York, spectacular prize package courtesy of our friends at the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, WFLA and iHeartRadio, wants to send you and three friends on a VIP holiday trip to New York City to see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Are you ready for this? It includes airfare and hotel accommodations, a special Christmas dinner, a $1,000 holiday shopping spree in New York, Front row tickets to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra Show. Just download and open our free iHeartRadio app and search the keyword TSO to become an instant finalist. Go to our website, 1025WFLA.com, keyword TSO, and find out all about it. And uh, good luck to you. Deborah Roberts updating our top story we talked about earlier and will again later in this show. The suspect in the Kate Steinle trial out in San Francisco found not guilty of the serious charges against him, and holiday shopping with cybersecurity in mind. Good morning, Orlando. Good morning to you at 6.59. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here at 7 o'clock on the first day of December. Merry Christmas to you as we check Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, the suspect in the Steinle trial found not guilty and holiday shopping with cybersecurity in mind. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. Well, increasing calls for the resignation of powerful Democratic Congressman John Conyers this morning. We'll hear from Nancy Pelosi, who's done a big-time 180 on that, and from the Conyers accuser, who may just bring him down. Next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Friday morning at 7.03 on News Radio 1025. The illegal immigrant found not guilty in the death of a San Francisco woman now faces deportation. Jose Garcia Zarate was cleared of murder charges in the shooting of Kate Steinle in July 2015. After the verdict was announced, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency said they will begin proceedings to deport, uh, deport Zarate back to Mexico. ICE says that prior to Steinle's death, Zarate had already been deported five times. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Hot topic, and I had a lot to say about it, and so did our callers at 6. We're bringing it back. The Steinle story, the verdict, at 8 o'clock on the show this morning. Matt Lauer might get kicked out of New Zealand because of his sex scandal. The former Today Show host owns a pristine $13 million lakeside property on New Zealand's South Island, and The Guardian says officials are now reaching out to Lauer for more information about his application to own land in the country. The New Zealand Overseas Investment Office requires foreign applicants to, quote, be of good character, end quote. Lauer was fired from the Today Show this week after a woman accused him of sexual misconduct. I think he's only beginning to discover how his life will profoundly change, don't you think? Absolutely, and there's uh, reports out this morning that Garrison Keillor, uh, the creator of the Prairie Home Companion yeah. on uh, National Public Radio, right. is considering leaving the country. No kidding. After his firing, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Another story, another name we heard a lot about a few months ago. Anthony Scaramucci, the mooch, is no longer headed for divorce. The former White House communications director tells TMZ he and his wife Deidre Ball have reconciled their marriage and are living under the same roof again. Ball filed uh, to end the marriage back in July while eight months pregnant with their second child. There were reports that Ball wasn't adjusting well to Scaramucci's role at the White House, as well as rumors of infidelity. President Trump fired Scaramucci in late July after only six days on the job. 
In local news, a truck driver from Georgia is dead after his semi was hit by a sunrail train in Seminole County. The Florida Highway Patrol says 40-year-old Stephen Chambers was backing his rig into a loading area just north of the Altamont Springs train station just before noon yesterday. He tried to move it but didn't get out in time. Chambers was ejected from his rig as the truck was hit by a northbound sunrail train and he died at the scene. Each year, holiday gifts are packed with more and more technology. Cisco senior technical leader Craig Williams tells us what types of devices are susceptible to cyber attacks. So there's a lot of uh, concerns this holiday season from a security perspective. And, you know, one of the biggest is really the threat of connected devices. What a connected device is is basically anything you can control with an app. And that is a lot of things that you can control with an app. Williams gives us some simple steps to keep our electronics safe. He says the simple answer is often the best answer with connected technology. When shopping for new electronics devices, make sure to check if the manufacturer provides software updates. Also use strong and unique passwords and change them often. Williams says all connected devices are basically just computers. So take the same basic precautions you would with your major electronics. And uh, from the future, we throw it back to the past. Titanic is sailing back to theaters. Paramount Pictures, AMC Theaters, and Dolby Laboratories are bringing the 1997 blockbuster back for one week starting today. The winner of 11 Academy Awards will play in AMC Theaters across the U.S. The Best Picture of 1997 made A-list stars of future Oscar winners Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet and also grossed more than $2 billion at the box office. WFLA News Time at 7.07. Get the details on how you can join me for the 25th annual Christmas Walk in Mount Dora tonight, as well as details on joining Mike Yaffe for a very colorful bike ride at 1025WFLA.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Friday morning on the 50,000 watt front porches. We roll on for the front gate realty studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We're on the Conyers beat here in just a moment with some things you will want to hear. And then we need to talk about the sex swamp on Capitol Hill. Alongside the Deb Meister, the Bud Man greeting you on a Friday morning. Yaffe at the controls and Stephanie is screening our calls. Our number is 407-916-5400. Our text line always open. 23680, standard message and data rate supply. We'll get right into the Conyers story and more right after we give you an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic and take care of some business. We'll do all of this here in the next two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I was talking to a banking expert last night about the tight inventory for the real estate market here in Central Florida. I was doing a little house hunting myself in Mount Dora this past weekend, and it's like a pond of piranhas out there. As soon as you see a house you like, it's like five of their cars pull up at the exact same time. It's really hard to get a contract out there with so few homes available, and that's why you need to prepare yourself the best way possible. Call Laura Peterson of Frontgate Realty. Here's why. Laura has been a successful real estate professional in Central Florida for decades now. She's part of an A-plus rated Better Business Bureau accredited business, and Orlando Magazine is so impressed by her. They've named her a five-star professional three years in a row. Here's why. She knows the Central Florida real estate market. She can help you get prepared before you hit the streets looking for your dream home. So when you're one of those five cars that pulls up to your dream home and you walk in for the showing, you'll know you will be prepared to make an offer right then 
in and right there, and you won't have to say goodbye to what you believe is the next home for you. Give her a call, 407-566-2555. Prediction from the Budman. John Conyers never returns from his hospitalization in Michigan to Congress, where he's been a major figure in the Democrat Party for the better part of 50 years. I think he's done. I don't see how you survive when you hear this from House Minority Leader and fellow liberal Democrat Nancy Pelosi this yesterday. I pray for Congressman Conyers and his family and wish them well. However, Congressman Conyers should resign. Wow. That's Pelosi doing a 180 from what she said on Meet the Press on Sunday, calling Conyers an icon. Remember this? We are strengthened by due process. Mm-hmm. Just because someone is accused, you, and, and was it one accusation, is it two? I think there has to be. John Conyers is an icon in our country. Uh, I think maybe a former icon, soon to be, Nancy. What is it that has Conyers suddenly on his way out of the House of Representatives. Well, it is the rising tide of all of these allegations of sexual harassment around the country, whether it's the media, Matt Lauer, Garrison Keillor, etc. More in Congress, we got the Al Franken thing going on, and he needs to be the next to go. More on that in a moment. And, of course, what's been going on with the uh, sex swamp out in Hollywood. But what really I think has put the last nail in the coffin of the storied career of one John Conyers is what happened on the Today Show yesterday when Savannah Guthrie, remember she used to host a show with, what was that guy's name, Lauer? Yeah, Matt Lauer, right? Mm-hmm. Day after Lauer went down, Savannah Guthrie is interviewing Conyers' accuser, Marion Brown, Now, she was the one who got a settlement from him, and he admitted to this, okay, of $27,000 some years ago in exchange for one of these non-disclosure agreements, which she decided at some legal risk to her to violate yesterday with her interview on Today. Listen. It was sexual harassment violating, violating my uh, body, uh, propositioning me, inviting me to hotels with the guise of... uh, discussing business, and then proposition me to, uh, you know, for sex. Um, And he's just violated my body. Um, He has uh, touched me in different ways, and it was very uncomfortable and very unprofessional. Marion Brown, who, because these things matter in this day and age, happens to be black, as is John Conyers, the man she is accusing The most graphic part of the interview, well, I'm not going to play the worst of it for you. She says that Conyers, who stripped down to his underpants at one point, wanted a big-time sexual favor from her. I didn't know what to do. But one thing, I didn't want to lose my job. I didn't want to upset him. Uh, And I just, uh, and, and then also he asked me to find other people that would satisfy him. So... I, I just uh, tried to escape, and I live in, in Chicago, so I just told him I had to, to leave and uh, go somewhere else. But I did try to, uh, I just didn't know what to do. I just was frozen, and I did tell him that I was not going to do that, and I didn't feel comfortable. 
Final cut with Marion Brown, who, as I told you, signed a non-disclosure agreement when she received the settlement from Conyers. And why is she breaking that agreement now? I want to stand up, and I felt it was worth the risk, to stand up for all the women in the workforce that are voiceless. You know, that uh, ordinary women like myself with extraordinary challenges working in the workforce that are dominated by men. I predict Conyers resigns by the time this day is over. Now, Pelosi wants Conyers out of the House. Her counterpart in the Senate is Chuck Schumer. Chuck, where are you on Al Franken? More and more women coming out with more and more lurid, salacious stories about this guy's sexual misconduct. Where are you in demanding the resignation of Al Franken? And now let me ask you, where are you on the congressional sex swamp? Let's talk about it together. 407-916-5400. Do you think Conyers is gone? Do you think Franken is gone? Do you think they should be? Or perhaps you do not. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Sorry to drag you through the congressional sex swamp, but you need to know what's going on. I think John Conyers is 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 will be will have resigned and been forced out of the Congress by by the weekend. I really do. And now Al Franken needs to go. Why not in the uh, in the Senate? Where is Schumer on on forcing and putting pressure on? On Al Franken, more and more women are coming out, and it's getting worse what, what they're reporting about him. Yaffe? Uh, yeah, I think there's a couple of things that definitely led Nancy Pelosi to call for Conyers to resign. One, the whole thing with Representative Rice, Kath- Kathleen Rice, what she did yesterday walking out of the meeting saying her party has been irresponsible with all this. Absolutely. That put a lot of pressure on Nancy Pelosi. The other thing is I'm seeing more liberal publications out there calling for Conyers and Franken to resign. Yeah, So there's there a go. lot of pressure going on these congressmen to get on board and call for their resignation. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you raise great points. Hopping on the line immediately when the Conyers story came up, our good friend Bertha from DeLand. Good morning to you, Bertha. Good morning, Bert. You know what my prayer is? What's that? That every one of them that they paid the $17 million be on mass. You can't throw two people out and the rest of them walk around with a smile. What I'm hearing they, is that what I'm hearing is that they, they they may not even be a list. This was the oh, settlement. They, they know you should be telling Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, and all of them they need to unmask that seventeen million dollars. But I'm telling you, I serve a good God, and they're going to be unmasked. It's not only two people need to yeah, go. Yeah, you're the right. The rest now, of them need right. to go. Since 1997, if you're just connected to this story that Bertha's referencing, we've talked about it here, more than 250 of these secret settlements. That's right. It's the shush fund, and that's got to go, and I think these names need to come to light. Bertha, thank you very much. John, good morning to you from Titusville, John. Hey, good morning. Go ahead. Oh, just the uh, the Democrats are getting rid of uh, two congressmen voluntarily. Seems to me they're setting something up, and uh, I think they've uh. got something that they're going to put out on Trump, President Trump, and uh, that's yeah, trying to take him out with that. Really, we'll watch for it. I'll remember that, and uh, 
Yaffe's going to save the tape, John. We'll see whether or not you've made a correct prediction. I have no idea. Quick look at the text line incoming on this story, please, Mike. Uh, yeah, one person said this. Conyers and Franken should resign. There also needs to be an investigation and a congressional payout to victims who authorized those payouts, and they should resign and face legal issues as well. I think there's a whole lot more heads that have yet to come close to rolling. I think the first one that rolls out the door of the House of Representatives is John Conyers, and I hope the first head that rolls out of the U.S. Senate is Al Franken. Schumer needs to do what Pelosi just did on his side of the Capitol. The suspect in the Kate Steinle trial found not guilty. We'll talk about it in detail in the 8 o'clock hour. Deborah Roberts joining us here from the newsroom in a moment to give you the very latest. And an upside-down Christmas tree causing confusion. The Deb Meister joins the Bud Man with the news at the bottom of the hour. It's Good Morning Orlando, Friday edition from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. And good morning to you at exactly 7.30. If you're just joining us right now, welcome to the 50,000 Watt Front Porch and welcome to the month of December. My goodness, Yay. 25 days till Christmas morning. Uh. Deb, I wish we could have fun all morning long, but the big story of the morning we will revisit in detail in the 8 o'clock hour is the verdict in the Kate Steinle trial that is just absolutely rocked me and a lot of other people as well. That's where you begin. Yeah, that's because the illegal immigrant accused of fatally shooting uh, that San Francisco woman has been found not guilty of murder. A jury returned Jose Garcia Zarate's verdict yesterday after six days of deliberations. The jury found Zarate not guilty on all counts except felony possession of a weapon. He was accused of murdering Kate Steinle in the summer of July 2015. His defense team had claimed that the gun that killed Steinle accidentally went off as Zarate picked it up after finding it on a pier. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. This was a uh, trend a few years ago, but it seems to have made a comeback, and it's causing holiday shoppers to scratch their heads over ads for upside-down Christmas trees. You know, we got into this in your absence when you took a few days off. We were talking about that trend on the show, weren't we, Yaffe? Yeah, they're selling them all over the place. Did you know the cost for them? No, I did not look at the cost. Yeah, no, we well, never got into that. We just thought they were pretty strange. I just, you know. But they're really not. Stores, including Target and Walmart, some pretty big-named major retailers mm-hmm. are offering artificial Christmas trees designed to look like they're upside down. The cost, definitely not upside down. Nearly $1,000. Oh, you'll be upside down if you buy one. <laughs> exactly. $1,000? $1,000. Why? I have no idea. That is insane. A lot of people have gone online, though, to express their confusion, wondering if it's a holiday joke. But actually, upside-down Christmas trees have a long tradition. They've existed for centuries. You're going to be kidding. No, specifically in Slavic countries, like Poland, Yeah. where hanging a Christmas tree upside-down from the ceiling is considered a religious symbol. I had no idea. Now, yeah, I, I am half-Polish, but I have no idea what the, what the reasoning is behind the uh, upside-down Christmas tree is a religious symbol. A friend of mine asked me if this means Christmas is in distress or something. No, not at you all. Because, you know, you put a flag upside down if <laughs> <laughs> the country's Just in distress. Tell your friend, do a Google. 
Hey, Stephanie, <laughs> while we're not while we're not taking calls, why don't you do a little research on that about about the religious symbolism in Poland and Slavic countries of All upside right. down Christmas trees and get back to us a little later, will you? We'll that? do. We got to keep her working in there. She was <laughs> slacking off. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you put on your Christmas tree? Ornaments. Yeah. That nine times out of ten have a lot of glitter on them. Yeah, they do. Most of them, I like it that way. Well, you know, uh, well, glitter tends to attach itself everywhere. Does. And to everyone and never seems to come off. No, it never does. Well, now scientists say the sticky decorations are a hazard to the environment and needs to be banned across the globe, making every tween girl around the world sob uncontrollably. We have to go glitter-free. Is that it now? Scientists argue the risk of pollution from glitter, especially in oceans, is too great to ignore. Some in the science community want an all-out ban on the tiny particles. Researchers say glitter is even turning up in fish caught in Great Britain. And they're choking on the glitter? Is that what's going on? No, but then I guess they eat the glitter, then we eat the glitter, and then we're all just sparkly on the inside and out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> does it hurt you if you eat glitter? Exactly. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. Someone you might want to buy a Christmas present for is yeah. this brilliant young man. That will be my final story for the 730 Deb Go ahead. Surveillance video caught a man changing road signs to make his commute easier. I think that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. The 28-year-old Chinese man was seen painting new arrows onto the road to redirect traffic in his favor. Sounds like a roadrunner, you know, a, 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 a cartoon or something <laughs> like that, when a coyote tries to redirect the roadrunner yep. or vice versa. And just like the uh, Wiley Coyote and the roadrunner, it didn't work for him and beep, it beep. didn't work for this guy. He told police, quote, I saw that the straight lane was always packed with cars, yeah. while the lane that turns left has a lot of space. I thought changing the signs would make my commute smoother. <laughs> Where's the problem? He's so matter-of-fact about it. I know. The man was fined 1000 or $151. You're reminding me of a famous idea in, in New York City when they had terrible traffic problems, which they still have to this day. And there was a guy who came up with an idea about how to solve the problem. Oh. Make all of the roads in Manhattan one way west. Then it's New Jersey's problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I've always harbored a secret desire to have those devices you hear that first responders have on their vehicles to change traffic lights as they're approaching. Oh, Deb Meister, oh. that in your hands? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. Deb, thank you. You're welcome. She's going to be back with news at the top of the hour. She thinks she had the hottest stuff in the Deb segment. This is hard to beat. Disney's come out with its first boy princess, from whom you will hear in a moment, if you can stand it. We'll have that in Orlando's news weather and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFL. Dashing Merry Christmas. Wonderful to have you with us here. I want to know what you think of this story. There's a new princess in the kingdom, and his story is unlike any previously told by Disney. In an episode of Star vs. the Forces of Evil, it's a cartoon, one of the lead male characters assumes the identity, are you ready, of Princess Turdina. He gets outed when a hair is discovered on his chest. And that's when the cartoon characters start preaching to your kids that gender doesn't matter, that a boy can be a princess. There's nothing abnormal, nothing wrong about that at all. That's why I have to tell you the truth. I, Princess Marco Tardina, am a boy. Tardina 
isn't a princess. She's a boy. Ooh. How'd you know about Rodrigo? Whatever. That doesn't prove anything. Princesses can be hairy. I lied to you. I am a boy. Ooh. <gasps> Ooh. Why does it matter if he's a boy? Nothing he said was wrong. Yeah. He can think for himself and so can we. He can be a princess if he wants to. Tardina's a state of mind. Be any gender you want, kids. It doesn't matter how God made you. Go remake yourself. Johnny, if you want to be Susie, by God, be Susie. Susie, if you want to be Johnny, go for it. Deeply disturbing what they're cranking out here, Yaffe. It makes me wonder if there were any kids that afterwards were like, I want to be a princess. You know there hadn't been kids out there, little boys out there that watched that and yeah. maybe thought that. I'm telling you, I'm, th- th- this, is, this is poison. This is pure cultural poison. And it's just factually incorrect. <laughs> that too. Well, there's that too. Ron, good morning from Orlando. You've just connected with Disney's first boy princess cartoon with I'm sure more to follow. What do you think? Good morning, bud. Well, you know, I'm, I don't watch that many Disney movies, um, not because of any other reason other than I haven't watched them since I was a little kid. But I got to say, aren't princesses and prince, the prince or the princess, we don't have monarchies in the United States. I'm just wondering, how does England and the Netherlands and the Middle East and Abu Dhabi and all those countries that do have a prince or a princess how do they feel about the oh. fact that Disney's... I, you know what? I don't know, and with all due respect, I guess I don't really care, Ron. I worry about our kids in this country, and I worry about the message being preached that, that gender doesn't matter. You know, I mean, it, it just... It, why are we doing this? I just think it's stupid. It's uh, This whole gender stuff, I just... I can't. I don't understand it. I think it's sick. I think it's damaging. I agree. It's a mental disorder when you're a boy and you think you're a girl. It's not anything else. You have a mental disorder. Just because you say you're a girl doesn't mean you're a girl if you are genetically a boy. Yeah. 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 Scott makes a point that was on my mind when I went through this and put it together for you. Good morning from Orlando. Quickly, please, Scott. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Walt Disney would work, roll over in his grave if he if he saw Amen. how Disney turned out. Boy, and would he ever. My kids watch Disney and this and that. And the other thing is Disney pro- promotes interracial uh, affairs with these kids on their little programs. Uh, I think Disney needs to get back to the basics. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Listen, by the way, and, and parents, you want to be you're doing what moms and dads need to do if you don't buy into this kind of stuff? This is a television cartoon. You know, it's going to come up on the Disney channels, okay? It's Star versus the Forces of Evil, okay? That's what you need to be looking for if you're concerned about it. <coughs> oh, the Rush Morning Update is uh, coming up here in just a moment. Great to have you. Great to have you with us here as Yaffe rolls more Christmas music. Wow. It's December 1st. Woo! Three and a half weeks to Christmas Eve. you got to love that. Merry Christmas, one and all. Deb said um, in a story about these trendy upside-down Christmas trees here that over in parts of Europe in Slavic nations um, that there's actually a religious significance to 
hanging a Christmas tree upside down inside your house. Steph, you've been doing some research for us on that. What'd you find? Yeah, so they said the master of the house in Poland would venture out into the woods and he would find a tree, bring it back, and it would symbolize rebirth. And they said it was thought to safeguard against disease and evil spirits. No kidding. Yeah. All right. You guys in for that? Would you ever, I, I mean, even if they brought the price down, she says they're getting a thousand bucks. Yeah, I was about to say trees. for a thousand dollars. Just no. supposing, just supposing there was an eight foot upside down artificial Christmas tree at one of the big box stores for 50 bucks. Would you buy it? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I don't really have any desire to. I don't either. Let's move on to other things. We're going to be talking about this as we did in the six o'clock hour. I am just absolutely incensed as is the president, as were many of you in the 6 o'clock hour, at the verdict in the Kate Steinle murder trial out in San Francisco. This illegal alien beat the rap on the big charges. Now we're finding out that there is new information that the Department of Justice might be weighing federal charges against this guy. How can that happen? Wouldn't that be double jeopardy? Anyway, there's a whole lot more to come. Deb with the uh, Kate Steinle uh, story and and the prosecutor's plan for the Seminole Heights killer. It's all ahead here. One hour to go. Good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com, and we greet you on December 1st. Good Friday morning at 7.59. Good morning, Orlando. And on this beautiful Friday morning, the 1st of December, we greet you with an 8 o'clock update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, the suspect in the Steinle trial found not guilty and the prosecutor's plan for the Seminole Heights killer. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And let's talk about this verdict in the Kate Steinle case. My take and yours straight ahead on Good Morning Orlando. Good Friday morning. It's 8.03 on News Radio 102.5. The verdict in the trial of an illegal immigrant accused of murdering a San Francisco woman is shocking many people. Jose Garcia Zarate was found not guilty of killing Kate Steinle at a San Francisco pier in July 2015. Zarate was convicted on a charge of felony possession of a firearm. Steinle's death was used by President Trump and others to call out sanctuary city policies. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. I've been on fire about this since the verdict came in. I couldn't get to sleep. I was so upset about it. We talked about it, and the phones caught fire at 6 o'clock, and we'll talk about it again moments from now. Then. All right. Hillsborough State Attorney Andrew Warren says Howell Donaldson has not been formally charged with four counts of first-degree murder. Warren says a grand jury will make that determination. And when asked if he'll seek the death penalty against the suspected Seminole Heights murderer, Warren says, maybe. I'm as shocked and angry as the entire community. And my heart goes out to the victims and their families. The death penalty should be reserved for the worst of the worst offenders in our society. And generally speaking, a serial killer would qualify. But it is my duty to follow the law. Warren says he'll have to evaluate all of the elements of this case, including any mental health issue that may be a factor. Unbelievable that there's any doubt, don't you think? I know, I know. I mean, come on, do your job for crying out loud. Don't wimp out on this. Well, and I think that's what he would say, that he is doing his job by making sure that all, you know, and then think of it this way. If he doesn't do it now and some technicality would get that man off death row and potentially back out on the streets, 
you know, yeah. Well, you do have to dot all the I's and cross all the T's on this, yeah. and that point is well taken. You but, know, but still, you want to make sure if anyone's going to be able to be eligible for the death penalty, yeah. it's going to be a guy who walks up behind four strangers and shoots them to death. Boy, amen to that. And speaking of that, because he went to college and recently graduated in January from a school in New York, New York authorities are now going over their cold case files to see if any of the crimes that they are un- you know, dealing with that are unsolved match any of his M.O. in Seminole Heights. Yeah, he played basketball for St. John's. Yes, he did. Also worked for the New York Mets up there when he was viewed by many as being a pretty normal kid. Absolutely, and and he only he bought the gun a week before the first shootings began on October 9th, yeah. but still, it would be due diligence for New York authorities to make sure they don't have unsolved cases on their hands that go back to Donaldson. That's an angle on the story I hadn't heard before, Deb. Thanks. Jewelry could prove the widow of the Pulse nightclub shooter knew about the attack beforehand. Federal prosecutors filed a motion yesterday in response to a motion filed by lawyers for the killer's widow, Noor Salman. U.S. attorneys claim in their motion that uh, the couple spent $25,000 on jewelry days before last year's mass shooting. The prosecutors claim that means Salman knew about the attack beforehand, and apparently she has told some authorities, I saw some quotes, that her husband was, quote, preparing for jihad, and she knew that. Yeah, I've always believed that she did. That's very interesting. And Salman's attorneys, though, claim her husband had a history of hiding things from her, like cheating on her by using cover stories, using a mutual friend. Prosecutors, however, argued in their motion that that claim is hearsay and should not be allowed in court. Wow. And finally, uh, Florida Keys residents are celebrating the end of the 2017 Atlantic hurricane season like we all are. Last night, a blast blown on conch shells was followed by speakers paying tribute to those impacted by hurricanes Harvey, Irma and Maria on the U.S. mainland and on Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. And since we weren't in the Keys, here's a little taste of the conch republic. Members of the Keys Ceremonial Conch Republic Administration then doused hurricane warning flags with rum and set them on fire. Some areas of the Keys are still recovering from the September 10th hit by Hurricane Irma. I've blown on a conch shell before. I get nothing. I don't know how <laughs> they do that. That was really terrific. I, I like setting the flags on fire, the hurricane I flags. I really like doing that. And if we, if we get an opportunity, maybe here we could do a, uh, you know, a station-wide event where we take all of our air mattresses and we set those on fire so they won't be available for next year's hurricane That everybody season. slept on through our hurricane <laughs> yes, coverage around the clock in <laughs> September. Oh, yeah. every single studio around here was turned into a bedroom. Let's I'm, hope we don't right. have I mean, to you repeat that. You want to do that to celebrate the end of hurricane season or to kill the germs? <laughs> a little bit of both <laughs> after sleeping on the station floors. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> WFLA News Time. It's 8.08. Read about how you can join Mike Yaffe for the new Hope for Kids holiday bicycle ride. That's going to be taking place next Saturday, December 9th. But hey, in In the meantime, join me tonight for the 25th annual Mount Dora Christmas Walk from 6 to 9 p.m., including a great fireworks show. If you've never seen Mount Dora when it is covered in Christmas lights, it literally is like walking into a Christmas card. You're going to be down there uh, where the band plays, uh, yep. the orchestra plays or whatever, and uh, right by the big tree on Donnelly, right? Exactly, where I'll be introducing Mayor Nick Jerome. Well, he'll be uh, flipping the switch and lighting the great big Christmas treats, the official Christmas tree lighting tonight in Mount Dora. If you want to meet the Debmeister, what time would that be, Deb? From 6 to 9 p.m., I will be in Mount Dora tonight. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you too, bud Awesome. Man. You can get the details, though, on how to join Mike and myself at 1025wfla.com. 
the third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Where is justice in the wake of the Kate Steinle verdict? And where's the wall? Just a couple of the many questions I posed earlier in the show in the wake of this travesty. I'll talk more about it in a moment, and I want to know what you think about what happened in that case. What? I, I, I can't remember a story that had me more incensed. I'm sure there have been some, but it's been a while. What is your reaction to that complete, outrageous miscarriage of justice on the left coast of San Francisco? 407-916-5400 and our text line 23680 where standard message and data rates apply as we roll on through our number three. Join us for this conversation and this important story. I want to know what you think. And uh, we'll get to that right after we give you a quick update on Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I was having a wonderful time at home, finishing up the Christmas direct, uh, decorations with Linda. I was going to get to bed early. Suddenly, I saw Fox was all over the live coverage of the impending verdict in the Kate Steinle case. I said, they're going to get this guy. This guy is the worst of the worst, and this woman was the best of the best. Walking with her dad on a pier in a popular tourist area of San Francisco, suddenly a pain shoots into her back. She's got a bullet in her. She says to her dad before she collapses and dies in his arms, help me, dad, help me, and there's nothing he can do. The bullet came from the gun of this illegal alien and seven-time felon who had been deported five times but was back in the sanctuary city of San Francisco that he knew would harbor him and look the other way if the feds with ice came near. Kate Steinle would be alive today if it hadn't been for our lack of border security, of a proper immigration policy vis-a-vis illegals, and if it hadn't been for San Francisco being one of the legion of of, of sanctuary cities that harbor law-breaking illegal aliens in this country. The jury decided he didn't mean to kill her. He had picked up a gun that was in a pile of clothes on the pier, and while he was examining it, it went off. It ricocheted off the pier and into Kate Steinle's back, killing her. I think the verdict is an outrageous disgraceful that none of this man's history was allowed to be considered in any way, shape, or form by the jury. And what do you expect in San Francisco? Everybody I've ever heard of out there is a left-winger, bleeding-heart liberal, How are you ever going to get justice in a case like this? And we didn't. Now, by the way, now, by the way, Fox is reporting this morning that the Trump Justice Department, run by Attorney General Jeff Sessions, is considering bringing federal charges against the illegal alien, Jose Garcia Zarate, after the the not guilty verdict on the big charges there. Not sure how that would work. Wouldn't that be double jeopardy? The consideration of the federal charges comes as President Trump calls the verdict disgraceful and uses the case to rally support for a border wall. I'm with him there. Without making any mention of the additional charges, 
Um, Sessions said the DOJ will continue to ensure all jurisdictions place the safety and security of their communities above the convenience of criminal aliens. So maybe, I don't know, maybe somehow justice will be done here. I don't know how that would work. Um, but I am, I'm just incensed by this. And, and, and I have to believe you are too. What are your thoughts on the Kate Steinle verdict this morning? 407-916-5400 is my number. Join me on the 50,000-watt front porch. That's what the show is all about. Text line 23680, standard message and data rate supply if you want to go that route. The Kate Steinle verdict. Not guilty of murder one, not guilty of murder two, not guilty of involuntary manslaughter, and uh, not guilty of, uh, of, of, of a firearms charge involving a semi-automatic weapon, guilty only of um, being a felon in possession of a firearm. And now the Justice Department, Fox Reports, is talking about bringing federal charges against the illegal alien, this guy Garcia Zarata. And I wondered whether or not that might be double jeopardy. But I'm not a lawyer. Joe, you're a defense attorney listening to the show, and I appreciate that. And thank you for calling in from Orlando on this double jeopardy issue, Joe. Let's talk about it. Good morning, bud. Uh, Any federal crime that has concurrent jurisdiction, they can definitely prosecute him uh, with. They could prosecute him with a lawful reentry. They might be able to prosecute him. I think he's a convicted felon, possession of a firearm Mm -hmm. by a convicted felon unlawful uh, use of a firearm and commission of a crime. They might be able to stack some kind of minimum mandatory or put some kind of minimum minimum mandatory sentence on there with the use of a firearm uh, during a crime. Uh, You know, they can't directly charge a murder because that's not generally a federal crime, but uh, the feds have concurrent jurisdiction on many types of crimes, the classic type being bank robberies, uh, you know, banks are federal. Uh, drug cases, virtually all drug cases can be prosecuted either state and federal court. And sometimes they can prosecute a robbery. I represented a guy a couple of years ago robbing a, uh, a Walgreens on uh, Kirkman in federal court. And yeah. they prosecuted in federal court okay. because they uh, used the, uh, you know, basically the, the, the international, uh, the commerce clause that's using a firearm that okay. can affect interstate commerce. You could prosecute it under that as well, too. All right. Before you go, Joe... Um, let me ask you about your opinion on this verdict and about the jury not being allowed to consider anything about this guy being a seven-time felon and five times deported as an illegal alien. Well, it, it, it partly depends on whether a person uh, testifies in a trial. He probably had to testify if he was claiming it, it was an accident. Generally, when you testify, they're just allowed to get in uh, information that you have so many prior felony convictions or a a conviction for a crime of dishonesty or false statement, but you can't get into the specifics of the particular crimes, and that's true both in federal court and state court. Are you surprised at the verdict or not? Uh, You know, I I don't honestly know that much about it. I mean, it seems kind of ridiculous because it seemed like – the guy was using a firearm in a robbery, so uh, if you're using a firearm in a robbery and it goes off accidentally or otherwise, it sounds like it's at least a, a second-degree murder, which is culpable negligence under Florida law. But I, I'm not sure what the California law is. I'm a Florida attorney, but it sounds kind of strange. Joe, thank you for your call. I really appreciate your legal perspective on all of this. Okay, thank you. Have a good afternoon. Have um, a good morning. 
Good deal. I'll have a good afternoon, but let me get through the morning first, all right? <laughs> We're not quite done yet. Andrew, I want to reward your patience. You've been on for half an hour. Good morning from Orlando on the Kate Steinley verdict and my take on it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, I just got a question for you. I wish you had the uh, defense attorney um, after me, but you could ask him these questions. I was just wondering because, you know, this person didn't get charged with at least manslaughter. You know, someone who who drinks or in cause of a drunk driving case, they always typically get charged with manslaughter. Cause, so are they going to be able to go back on those cases and, and – you know, go back and say those were just accidents. And well, you know, it's interesting, Andrew. I read a lot of legal analysis on this because I was shocked. I thought the ricocheting bullet and all of this, I mean, I, I think they would have at least gotten them on involuntary manslaughter, as they were reporting on Fox last night. You can run into right. somebody with your car you meant to do, never meant to do it, but someone's dead, and a yeah. price has got to be paid. It's involuntary manslaughter, and this feels like it ought to be that as well to me. Yeah, and one other thing, bud, what... If I was her parents, I would sue the crap out of the city, right? They're civilly responsible for what they did. Apparently, apparently there are multiple lawsuits that are in the works in that regard, I'm hearing, Andrew. More to come. Thank you for that. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to make sure that you are heard. You folks who wait into the text line, the remaining callers here, we'll do another segment right after Deb updates us on the news, and it will not surprise you uh, that her top story is more on the suspect in the Steinle trial not found guilty of the serious charges against this illegal alien. And Saturday Night Live is launching a wine collection. That story coming up with Deb on the news. Good morning, Orlando, for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit LauraHasTheBuyers.com. It's 8.30. Oh, it's my favorite Christmas song. Thank you, Yaffe. I thought you hated this song. Oh, no, no, no. I just love it. Oh, yeah, you hate it. <laughs> no sarcasm. I love hearing the same words yeah. 39 times in three minutes. Who wouldn't? <laughs> For those who don't get enough sarcasm in their diet, just turn to <laughs> <Yeah>. Bud Hedinger. <laughs> We're playing the Christmas music, and why not? It's the first day of December. Merry Christmas, one and all. Heavy-duty story here. The verdict in the Kate Steinle case. I've been talking about it, railing on it. So have you. We have more calls coming up. And for those of you just joining us here on the 50,000-watt front porch, Deb, you've got more. The illegal immigrant found not guilty in the death of a San Francisco woman now faces deportation. Jose Garcia Zarate was cleared of murder charges in the shooting of Kate Steinle in July 2015. ICE says that prior to Steinle's death, Zarate had already been deported five times, and local officials let him go while he was awaiting another deportation due to the city's so-called sanctuary law. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Saturday Night Live, Bud, is launching a wine collection based on some of the NBC comedy show's most beloved characters. Really? Well, it makes a lot of sense. On SNL, they're always whining about stuff, you know? <laughs> Mostly about Trump. Why not a wine collection? Anyway, go ahead. There's Stefan's French Beaujolais that has everything. Debbie Downer's Australian Chardonnay. And the Californian's Monterey Merlot for enhancing the drama of your favorite soap opera. <laughs> There's also a Live from New York, California red blend. A 12-bottle case is being sold online for $189. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. I guess I'm not going to have the winning bid. I was going for two cents. <laughs> Which I'll yeah. be willing to give you on that show any day you ask. My two cents worth. Anyway, 
I'm sorry. I didn't mean to politicize the wine story, but I, I, I can't help Man, myself. you're cheesed up. I think I'm just going to go. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go I'm, ahead. I'm, Give I'm us in more. the direct line of fire. Give us more. Uh, uh, a company in Canada's marijuana industry is planning to sell edibles for your dog. What? The True Leaf Medicine International Limited is working on adding dog chews containing cannabis extracts to their pet products, which already include items infused with hemp seeds to help ease pups' joint pain, anxiety, and inflammation. What do you think would happen to your dog, Lex? Oh, nothing. The company hopes to raise $7.8 million he- through crowdfunding to build a facility in British Columbia that would allow the extraction of cannabis oil to treat medical conditions in humans and animals. The cannabis-infused treats will ideally help senior dogs having trouble on long walks or jumping in and out of the car. There are supplements that you can give them, but okay. they come with some pretty heavy-duty side effects. So if this were a way to help my uh, senior golden retriever yeah. who just turned eight in October, which yeah. is considered senior in dog years, yeah, yeah, and especially for the breed that I have, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Over Rimadil, which can cause severe kidney problems. Yeah, definitely. Wouldn't you worry about old Lex just kind of mellowing out and howling and drooling all over the place? No, he already does that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be a continuation of the usual. Oh, I see. You'd never know the difference. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Friday has arrived, and with it comes National Pie Day. What's your favorite pie? Wow. I would have to say, God rest her soul, my mom's apple pie. My wife's come close, but nobody could match mom's apple pie. My mom oh. made the best. I guess that's pretty traditional, not too imaginative, but that's my well, favorite. no, there's hey, nothing wrong with a really good apple pie. I don't mind a French silk or a pecan pie. Yeah. Warmed up good. with a little whipped cream. Yeah. From yeah. tip tip to crust, actually. I didn't mean the little whipped cream part. <laughs> I meant from tip to crust. You got our tummies rumbling. Where are we going with this? <laughs> Just that it's National Pie Day. It's uh-huh. also no, it's also Faux Fur Friday and National Rosa Parks Day. If you don't know, today honors the day back in 1955 that the civil rights icon refused to give up her seat on a city bus in Montgomery, Alabama. Parks was ultimately arrested, convicted, and fined $10 plus a court fee for her actions. Extraordinary act of courage in the deep south in the mid-50s, Rosa Parks. And yeah. she's she has icon status as a result, well-deserved. And that bus is now in the Smithsonian. Yep. And finally, locally, not only can you join Mike Yaffe next Saturday for a holiday bike ride and myself at the 25th annual Mount Dora uh, Christmas walk tonight, but there's also a film premiering Sunday in Mount Dora, bud, mm-hmm. and it was filmed right here in Central Florida. No kidding. Yeah, it's kind of like our own Sharknado. Yeah, but this is called Crocodilus. Oh no! And it was also filmed in Fort Lauderdale as well. Uh, it's going to premiere on Sunday at the Mount Dora Community Center. Doors open at 6 p.m. Go be a part of Central Florida film history. So it's a it's based on a true story, without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt. Just like Sharknado, right? Exactly. That's all real. in Florida. Uh You never know, you guys. There were some people swimming off Miami Beach yesterday, had an eight-foot, I think it was a bull shark that was just feet away from them. And the aerial video showed these folks had no idea they were swimming next to an eight-foot shark. I think it was a big big tiger shark. Big tiger shark. And those are mean. Oh, yeah. And you could see its fin break the water, and yet these folks are just out there paddling around. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's rolling the dice big it, time. It is. So keep yeah. it safe. Go see Crocodilla Sunday at <laughs> Mount Dora. There <laughs> And see you tonight uh, at the Big Tree at the Mount Dora Christmas Walk. You're going to be right in the middle of this great, great uh, 
event at 6 o'clock tonight, right? 6 o'clock tonight, ending at 9 with a fireworks show over Lake Dora. Very, very cool. Terrific. Merry Christmas, Deb Meister. Merry Christmas, Bud Man. Okay, coming up here, more of your calls and your text messages on the shocking verdict against the illegal alien who put a bullet in Kate Steinle that she did not survive. You're next. That in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic to be updated in only two minutes, so stick around if you can on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Trans Siberian Orchestra, Christmas music, Yaffe's playing it throughout the morning here through the good stories and the bad stories that we discuss. Got a big uh, um, opportunity for you to win this great. New York City prize package to see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and it's coming up before the end of the show. You don't want to miss this. It's unbelievable, and, and I'll tell you how to get yourself eligible to win this incredible prize. But back on the Kate Steinle uh, beat here now, I mean, in the wake of that outrage, I wonder where is the justice? I also wonder where is the wall? Linda from Zellwood on with the Bud Man on the Kate Steinle verdict. What do you think? Good morning, Bud. Merry Christmas. And you as well. Tough story, though, isn't it? Oh, I'll tell you, you know, the reason why they call it the criminal justice system is because it's justice for the criminals. And my husband also added that the justices are criminals. (laughs) What do you mean the justices? We had a jury and we had 12 Twelve, um, twelve citizens out in San Francisco. They de- they deliberated the better part of a week, and they they finally unanimously decided that he was not guilty of all of these charges. You know, well, but it- they they don't always uh, tell the jurists everything in the case. No, they would not allow um, them to consider any information that he was a seven-time felon and five times had been deported as an illegal alien. It is an outrage, Linda. I can hear it in your voice as well. Let's get a man with a law enforcement background right now and his perspective. Retired police officer John, good morning from Lake Mary, John. Good morning, Bud. Uh, Let me just start out by saying I've been in many courtrooms over my career in a lot of murder cases, and I will just say this. I could have represented that fella and got him off the murder charge. There was no way they were going to convict him of murder. He should have been convicted at, by at least for involuntary manslaughter. I agree with that. I think that's a slam dunk. Right, exactly. Now, uh, I blame the city of San Francisco for everything that happened to that girl and, and in the situation. And I also believe that the federal government because of the Trump administration, will go after him and for violation of civil rights to try and give this family some semblance of peace. We'll see how it unfolds. Thank you for your work in law enforcement and for your call here this morning. Yaffe, on the text line, and then please give me your take on the Steinle verdict, which broke during your primetime edition of Beyond Reason between 7 and 9 last night here on WFLA. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was shocked as well. Like most of the callers, I don't understand how you don't even get involuntary manslaughter. The other thing I don't really understand is you pick up a gun and it just goes off. I mean, that's just hard for me to swallow. Mm -hmm. I think there's more to this. On the text line, I've had a couple of texters, bud, think this was San Franciscans wanting to get back at Trump, that that's why they did this. Wow. 
They're liberal. They don't like them on mm-hmm. on you know on any issue you could name. Yeah, this is their way to thumb their nose at them. I've had a couple people say that. Well, then that that is outrageous. I mean, yeah, very, I really hope that's not true. That the jury pool would be that polluted in the land of the left wingers out there in um, San Francisco. Let's go to uh, Steve. You're in Melbourne. Welcome in from Brevard County, Steve. What can you add to our conversation about this Steinle verdict? Good morning. It's a sanctuary state, and these politician are, politicians, these corrupt politicians are complicit in it. They created the problem, illegal immigration. We love legal, not illegal, and they use illegal for power. Good points. President thank you. Trump, accountability. All right. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. If you want to weigh in on this, we'll make some more time here. I haven't heard from you yet. I've got a call on the line, not shocked at all about the verdict. I got Ken, who was born and raised in San Francisco. Where did he hear what he has to say about that area where all of this went down? Where's the justice? Where's the wall? We need to end sanctuary cities. And I think we've got one here in Orlando, from what I've been able to report on recently even though they won't call themselves that. This is not justice. This is outrageous. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Final burst of calls and texts before we wrap things up. And more as well. Just ahead, right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Ken's out in Apopka, born and raised in San Francisco. Ken, what do you think? Well, it's not a surprise to me because San Francisco is about one of the most anti-American cities in the U.S., has been for many years, the most conservatively elected politician, the left-wing liberal, and then it gets worse from there. But let me boil it down for you. I'm a white guy. My wife's from the Philippines. She took her 11 years to get her citizenship. Why? Because she was backlogged behind illegals. My wife's furious. She can't stand illegals. They used to come here to work hard. Now they come here for the welfare benefits, and they get away with murder. That's pretty much it. Remember, any virus that starts in California will spread to the U.S. Amen to that. I've always found that to be so. Thank you, my friend. Quick call from Mike in St. Cloud. Good morning. Your reaction to the Kate Steinle verdict, please, Mike. Hi. Not surprised one bit. It is loony liberal left San Francisco, but I believe the district attorney, the state attorneys over there, tanked the case. They didn't like the idea that Trump, the feds, other people were getting involved in their Ah. business. And I think they overcharged and they walked through in their pajamas and pretended they weren't even at work. That's very interesting because earlier that was brought up, Yaffe, by a texter, right? That uh, they, they thought it was... It, it well, was, they didn't think it was the the district attorney. They thought it was the jury. Yeah, but, but essentially people involved in the heart right. of the case really out to get Trump and make an anti-Trump statement. They had a couple of people on there say it's that. It's incredible if we can ever ferret that out and find it to be true. Any more texters coming in on this? Um, just most people agree with you that this is just outrageous. Here's Ed in Titusville. I got 20 seconds, Ed. The time is eating me up. Hey, bud, this is Ed. Yeah, listen, I lived in Mexico for eight years, and there's a sign at the border, no weapons allowed. And what do you think would have happened to me as an American citizen firing a weapon in Mexico and killing a Mexican citizen? In the po- in probably probably in the slammer forever. Exactly. And it's so ironic that, uh, you know, they come over here and violate our laws. What a travesty. It's unbelievable what we provided for this illegal alien five times over and seven times felon. And this good, good, innocent woman is dead. And there is no justice in San Francisco. 
to Merritt Island. Brendan, final call. Quickly, please. Yes, sir. I just want everybody to take a moment and remember Kate herself. The only sanctuary belongs to her. Godspeed, lady. You will not be forgotten. Beautiful. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I want you to get on board and have a shot at this amazing Trans-Siberian Orchestra Miracle on 34th Street Christmas in New York prize package. WFLA and iHeartRadio want to send you and three friends to a VIP holiday trip to the Big Apple to see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Free airfare and hotel accommodations, a special Christmas dinner, a $1,000 holiday shopping spree, front row tickets for the show. Just download and open our free iHeartRadio app and search the keyword TSO and uh, our website, 1025WFLA.com, keyword TSO. Thank you for a great show on a difficult day. God bless you, and God bless America.